Praise the Lord. It's time for us to get started with our morning service this morning. I've checked with Sister Baltman, and as far as I know, Brother Roger is still going to be preaching. If anything changes, we'll let you know. We'll tell him to loosen his tie, sit back, relax, and, uh, and we'll just go with it. Amen. What a powerful message that man of God preached last night. Amen. That's a wonderful, wonderful message preached to all of us. Amen. We're so glad to have each of you with us today. Good to have Brother and Sister Thornton from uh, Rayford Church of God. Glad to have you with us. If you're visiting with us, we have Brother uh, Gerald and his uh, wife all the way from Oklahoma. Drove two days to get here, to be here this week. Brother Emmanuel is here. He's at the hotel this morning. I want to kind of give you a report on that, so you'll be praying about it. Uh, he's a little under the weather uh, this morning, so I just ask him to stay in and rest. So we made sure he's going to be okay. But when he came into customs in Philadelphia, uh, he did not have a letter stating the time, verifying uh, his an invitation and the time that he is to stay, you know, a start date and an end date. And he forgot to ask me, so I didn't give that to him. And so he's supposed to be here, I think, for a little over two weeks. He's got some other preaching engagements. And so the customs official... Uh, limited him to a six-day stay, which means he'll have to go back on Monday, which means he'll have to change his ticket, which can turn into something very expensive uh, because that's a ticket from here all the way back to Pakistan and travel there and and and, uh, and from is very expensive. So uh, Pastor Richardson, uh, who works down here at the jail, our jail is both local and federal, and it has its own immigration office there. So we're going to be checking with them today, and I want you to pray that there'll be some way that we can get around that so he'll be able to stay for the whole time that he is supposed to be here. And uh, also, his luggage didn't come. I, I think they probably held the luggage. I don't think it was a, a mess up with the airline. I think uh, him coming in from Pakistan, they gave him a little bit of a hassle, and I'm sure they kept the luggage, and he didn't get his luggage till about somewhere around 6 o'clock this morning, so we took him out last night. And got a few of the necessities, and then uh, and then he's a little under the weather. And Brother Roger and Sister Joan looked after him this morning than I did, and uh, so let's pray that we can get all that uh, taken care of. Also, this week we've got uh, some other meetings going on in the area around us, and so but let's pray that the Lord so is going to take some of our crowd away from us. We know that, uh, but we continue on this week with our 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 preaching, our worship. And these pledges, it's time to start turning your pledges in. Uh, if you've taken one earlier in the week, uh, we want to go ahead and get those in so we can start getting a count of what we uh, can expect to come in. If you've not taken a missions pledge, I want to encourage you to do so and partner with us in reaping this vast harvest around this world. I, I'm not going to try to take uh, too much time every night, uh, but I do want to make the church aware and visitors aware of what we're doing. And so we want you to join in uh, with us. Let's stand this morning as, and let's open in prayer. Amen. How many is looking forward to what God has to say this morning? Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, we love you this morning. Thank you, God, for your presence in this house. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity to come together in fellowship, oh God, and to hear the word of God and to worship and to sing and, oh Lord, to feel your presence moving in our midst. We thank you, Lord, for every message, every song. Oh, God, every blessing that's come, every stirring of the heart, we pray, God, that you'd continue this morning. Pour your spirit out on this congregation and on this man of God as he brings the word of God to us today. 
We'll praise you for it in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen and amen. Worship with the Nesbitt family this morning. It's true, there's been days when I failed you, Lord, you know the many times that I've gone astray, but I've learned your love is stronger than my weakness, and your ear is open every time I close to me. I'm not afraid to face the problems of tomorrow. Knowing you are everything I'll ever need. And I
Jesus now at his dear feet just humbly bow he'll save your soul and he'll make you glad he'll be the dearest Come on, somebody give him a praise in this house. Glory to God, yeah. Come on, give the Lord a praise in this house. Hallelujah. Dearest friend I've ever had. Aren't you glad to know that's true? Thank God. I, I'll be honest with you. That don't make you feel good. I know it's in the morning, but my Lord, what some singing. Amen. Thank God. I am glad to be back in church. Good to see Brother and Sister Thornton with us this morning. Others that's here, good to have you. Pray we come looking, seeing what God's going to do this morning. Amen. I, I do uh, pray God would just help us this morning. But I do, if, if uh, Brother Shannon don't mind, I want us to stand and pray that everything's going to work out for Brother Emmanuel this morning. I thought as uh, we talked to him this morning, I know his, uh, his visa's messed up. And I understand our country's uh, reservations on, on issues. We, we're, I'm not, not complaining about some things they're doing, but what we, we have let M-13s come in. We've let... 
all kind of vile individuals enter our country. Here's a man just serving God, uh, just come to be part uh, of not only this service, but just minister around the country. So I want us to pray before we preach that God would just let everything work out, that the visa be extended, and uh, God would just show him favor. Father, this morning we pray, not only for his sick body, God, you strengthen it, and we pray for the healing as we prayed this morning, but I also ask you, God, to let this work out. You see the schedule, you know what's best, you know what's right, and I put it in the hands of a great big God. The one that we just sung about, what a friend we have that we can trust, depend on. So this morning we're asking you, God, to work it all out. You see the importance, God, and the very relevance of this meeting, this missions is such an important part of every church. I pray, God, that we will understand this morning that Brother Emmanuel needs a move in his situation. We trust in you. Believe in now, God. Lord, and now I'm asking you to anoint this service, this message, Lord, anoint us to preach, ears to hear and receive it, and altars to show results of it. God, we thank you for what you're about to do. In Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. And you may be seated. Uh, well, I should have, no, stand back up. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm bad. Uh, turn to, if you got your Bible, Isaiah 43. I, I won't start talking. I'm a long-winded preacher, so let me just get into the message. Amen. Psalms, uh, Isaiah 43, Isaiah 43. Last night when I, I, I'd been studying, way before I got here, I didn't wait till I pulled up into the motel parking lot to see what the Lord had me to preach. I know Sister Linda had said the first night, Monday night, how the Lord had let her feel. And I'd, I always get excited at these meetings, and I'm not one that's learned how to preach. I've got to ask God to let me know, to, to preach me. And I'm not one that just come with scheduled messages. I always ask God, give me what's needed and necessary. And so I, I feel the Lord spoken to us again, a si simple message. Isaiah just opens up. I understand from chapter 1 to chapter, we can go to 39. And you find that God deals with Israel, shows them the judgment, things to come, points out a little of their history, reminds them of what they had and what God's done for them. And then he starts showing them now, uh, we're seeing now things that God's about to restore into their lives, things that, uh, you know, the, 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 the time of captivity. Matter of fact, when you think about the things that Israel had to go through, God's an amazing God. Israel had backslid and got doing things they, they shouldn't have done against God. And you know what? It's God, how amazing God is, what he'll do, he'll give you an access what you're wanting. So he gave Israel plenty of that sinful life, and then they found out it wasn't what they wanted. Now they're about to come out of captivity. You remember the Psalms 137? They cried. They said, God, how can we sing your song in this captive land? And so they prayed for deliverance. We can open up in Isaiah chapter 40, and a beautiful chapter ends this way. Uh, it talks about the young men do faint. It talks about the strength that uh, we see seeping out of them. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. In God's economy, he reverses it. If we had wrote that verse, we'd said, well, you've got to learn to walk. Then you learn to run. Then you mount up. God said, not me. He said, I'm able to let you mount up above all your troubles. Isn't that a good God? And now he opens up in Isaiah 43, and he's reminding Israel, I only not knew you when you were Jacob. I know you also as Israel, my governed ones. And so to you and I, let it be applied to us that God sees us too as the church. But he said, now thus saith the Lord, verse 1 of chapter 43, that created thee, O Jacob, 
And he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by name, thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel. Amen. I got the Savior. I, he said, I gave you Egypt. Isn't that good? Amen. Oh, my. He said, the redemption, Ethiopian, for thee, since thou wast precious in my sight, thou have been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore, I give men for thee and people for thy life. Fear not. A second time, he reminds us not to fear, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and from the uh, gather thee from the west. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far and my daughters from the ends of the earth, even every man. I love this verse. That is called by my name. What a glorious verse. For I have created him for my glory. I formed him, yea, I have made him. You may be seated this morning. I just want to preach about God's presence. You thought about, uh, you know, there's two things that hit my thought uh, this week about just the presence of God. I'm just going to make this touch and don't know that I'll, I'll preach this message. But I think so often how many times we gather in the house of God forgetting whose presence. Is in the sanctuary. I understand God's presence is everywhere, and that's wonderful. But I want to see His glory fall in this sanctuary this morning. Wouldn't that be wonderful? He's reminding Israel here, He's talking to His people, and He said, I want you to know I've got tenderness towards you. I've called you, I made you, I set you, I created you. You're mine. Isn't that a good feeling as a child of God, knowing that when you got saved, you become part of the kingdom of God? My God, that makes me feel good. You know, I, I, I'm honored to have my sister here, my brother-in-law, and my uncle here. I'm glad for the heritage and the family I have, but I'm glad to see the family. Brother Thornton, when I got saved, I inherited brothers and sisters, some I've never met. I'm going to preach, but I'm glad that I know the presence of God. Amen. I understand as, as a child of God, we don't feel God's presence at all times like we wish we would. And, and you know, we just, we're just human. Amen. We walk by faith. That's the reason it was that Paul wrote in Hebrews 13. He said this right here. He said, when he said this, I put it down, verse 5. I will, ever be, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Dear God, isn't that a promise? Amen. No matter what you're going through this morning, God knows exactly how to bring you through. Glory. I just want to go back to just some reason this morning in my Bible reading before I studied, started studying the message. It just kept coming to me out of that verse when he said, Even the youth shall faint in chapter 40. It come to me of this read this way. Isn't it amazing how we see so many young folks with a depressed and, and a despondent attitude and seems like they lost hope in a hopeless world. But I'm glad that God reminded us as people of God. Young folks, I realize we don't have a lot maybe here. 
here, but we've got a few. But isn't it wonderful in our churches uh, we can remind them uh, that God knows how, amen, to give them strength. Uh, but they that wait upon the Lord, uh, that word wait means to intertwine, uh, means just to get in mix with it, uh, just to hold on to God, uh, just to wrap your life uh, around the presence of God, knowing that even though I may walk through the uh, valley of the shadow of death, uh, I've still got the presence of God with me. I may be in a low valley, but I've got God with me. He reminds his people, I understand there's a time period uh, of 70 years uh, that's been marked on the calendar, but God said, I do know who you are, and I know what you're going through, uh, and I know what you're feeling, uh, and I know how you feel, uh, and I'm about to lift you up. Isn't that a good God? Uh, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Uh, isn't that good? That's the reason we have gatherings. Uh, amen. Not only to collect money for missions, uh, but to remind the saints of God we are His. Glory be to God. Amen. We're living in a world that's rejecting us. That's okay. Amen. I'm rejecting that world. But I'm glad I'm living in a world that I've been accepted in. Amen. God took me, made me for me who He wanted me to be. Glory. Ah, just so we look at your scripture here. And it says, he said, he created thee. Isn't that a goodness of God? How good and precious we've been made. Amen. Oh, my. But, but, but what come to me out of this when I was studying this to preach? It says not only. It says when. It didn't say you would never have trouble. It didn't say you would never have a trial. It, it didn't say you would never get sick. But he said when you get uh, in, in afflictions, when you get in trouble, when you get in trials, when you get in tribulations, I make you a promise. And in that verse 2, he said, when thou passest through the waters, he said, I will be with thee. And he said, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. In other words, what he was saying, that word there, water, it means calamities. It means an overwhelming time. God says, when it seems like your mind's being overwhelmed, amen, you got a Psalm 61. He said, when my heart's overwhelmed, he said, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Amen, Psalms 142. Amen, verse 3 says, when my heart is overwhelmed, he said, I've got a God that I can go to. Amen, aren't you glad we got a presence of God? Amen, El Shaddai, Jehovah Jireh. I've got, I've got the provider. It don't matter what the trials of life may bring. I've got a God that knows how to bring me through. He's reminding us in these verses, as much as I loved Israel, and as much as I knew who Jacob was, even before I formed him to be Israel, I know who you are, and I made you. I created you. You're my child. You bear my name. Isn't that a consolation. Amen. Luke's may not carry a whole lot of value, but the name of Jesus has value. I'm glad for the name of Christ. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I thought about that fire. He said, when you walk through the waters, he said, they, and, and the, the, the rivers, they shall not overflow through the fire. Isn't it amazing at times that devil makes us feel like what we're feeling, we're about to be consumed. I've got news for that devil. Amen. My mind can go to a book of Daniel, and I find some Hebrew boys that was in the land of captivity. At the time they went in, probably about 17, 18 years old. But when they was captive, amen, they had already had an instilled presence of God in their life. And so when there was an erected uh, idol that they was to worship, 
they refused. And I like chapter 3. Verse 18, when the king was furious because they wouldn't bow at the music, they didn't want to listen to the country and the rock and the filth of, of what they call secular gospel, they decided to stick with what works. Amen. They thought the Nesbeth sound pretty good when they're singing. I'll just enjoy that type of singing. I'm not going to bow. Amen. The king said, if you don't, we're going to throw you in that fire. Oh, I like the Hebrew boys. Let me answer you, king. Amen. Be it known to you. We're not afraid of that fire because we've got a God that knows how to handle fire. We've got a God that led our people by a pillar of fire. Amen. We've got a God that knows how to bring a consuming fire. And if I die in that fire, I'll die a child of God. But if he deems me to come through the fire, I'll come through because his presence never leave me. I'm glad of a God I've come to preach this morning. Georgia, we're not without the presence of a living God in our life glory amen you turn your just go on we understand the story there we all know it from the elementary teachings of our primary classes even in our kindergarten classes we know how they come through there was a fourth man in that fire but then we got a, a, a Daniel chapter 6 Daniel says I'm not going to quit praying I'm going to pray anyway church don't you let me tell you something the greatest weapon you got is a prayer weapon. Dear God. I, and, and I know this is maybe, I don't know how it's going over. But, but I, I, do, I do know that when I worked at, at Lockheed, we built some of the most advanced fighting uh, aircraft in, in the world. Still to this day, I feel, is the best ever made. I mean, them things are so advanced, it's amazing. Even today, some of the pilots have yet to learn all the technology of them planes. That's good. But I tell you what a child of God's got. He can get on his face before God this morning. Amen. No matter where he prays, you understand? Brother Shannon has been asking us to pray for Israel. Pray for the Caribbean islands. Pray for Pakistan. Pray for all the places that they're headed to. Do you know you can pray this morning? And that pastor that's going through the fire... You can ask God to give him strength. Amen. The creator of our lives. Amen. God's presence not only here, but he's right there. And I'm glad of a God this morning that looked in a Babylonian land and seen a man that was willing to pray when the law said he shouldn't. And God spared him from the lion's den. Child of God, it may be a roar right now. It may look like you're about to be devoured. Hang on, child of God. God's about to come through. He said, I won't leave you. Oh, he said, when? Amen. You're going to fight trials. When you go through tribulations, when you go through the valley, when you face that river, amen, hang on, child of God, for God's about to pull you through it all. Amen. Thank God. Brother Buddy, I could not give you this mic. Run the aisles. Because I know the presence of God is with us. Isn't that good? Amen. When I laid in the ICU unit after I wrecked, and they told me I wouldn't live two days. And people, you've heard me say this probably last year. People ask, why do you preach so long? I'll tell you why. I'm going to remind that devil of the miracle God gave me. They said if I lived, and I, when I lived, if I was able to speak over 10 minutes without losing my breath and having to quit, it'd be a miracle. 
Well, you ask me why I'm long-winded. I can remind that devil. When I go over 10 minutes, that's a miracle of God. You know why it's a miracle? God's seen it necessary. Amen. For my, uh, my, my ministry to go forth, and he didn't deem me to die then. If God died, he deems me to die, amen, I'm ready to go. But if not, I want to remind that devil, it matters not the fire. It matters not the flood. It matters not the river. It matters not the trial. It matters not the sickness. I'd rather limp knowing into going into heaven than know I gave the hell all of my life. God, help us. Shake yourself, child of God. When you go through it, you're going to have trials. When you face tribulation, you're going to have them. But when you do, he said, I'm not going to leave you there. I'm going to put my handprint upon you. I'm going to mark you that you are my child. Amen. Thank God, I, I gotta hurry. Amen. I thought about how this right here is that so God is with us in all of our trials and tribulations. Thank the Lord, isn't that good? Don't you wish you always felt like you was gonna shout? Isn't it amazing how many times we come to church just, well, we just glad you made it. But then God gets in the house. Thank God. Oh, isn't that good? Oh, I'm not through preaching. I, I'm, I'm going to let you have dinner. I want you to be good and hungry so you eat all the food up. But we ought to understand when we gather in the house of God, God's presence is here. But if you're in the darkest hour you've ever been in, God's presence is there. Amen. A simple message this morning, but it just come to me when I was in the room uh, just, just looking over this, how good God is. Matter of fact, he reminds us in Psalms 139, if you want to turn there. I know for the length of time, I'd love to read the whole chapter. He reminds God in chapter 2, he said, Lord, you know my down sittings and my uprisings. You know exactly every portion of my life. You know what I'm going through. Then he said, every word before it's even formulated in my mind, and it's calculated to come through my mouth. He said, you don't know what I'm thinking. Amen. That's what kind of, oh, isn't that good? That's dangerous. God doesn't know your thoughts. Even before they formulated. And so he reminds him of that. See what God's seeing. He, uh, this psalmist is saying in Psalms 139. He said God's all seeing. He's an all knowing. He's an omnip He's all present. He's everywhere at all times. Don't you think what you're going through. God's lost you off the GPS system. He's not lost you. He knows exactly where you're at. Amen. I'll tell this story, and I have to be careful for the length of time, but I was in Africa, and 30 preachers went with us, Brother Shannon, and, and we was asked to go preach, and no preacher wanted to go preach, but me and Brother Gene Shepherd, I thought, I ain't come this far, pay $3,000, travel on a plane this long, body tired, I'm going to come sit here and not preach. So I said, I'll preach. So me and Brother Gene Shepherd jumped on. About 30 pastors had come to get the preachers, and none of them would go. Me and Gene Shepherd went. They, they dropped me off on the side of the road. This man was standing there and picked me up. And, and so I looked at Brother Gene Shepherd. He said, we're going to walk about 45 minutes in the jungle to our church. And I'll never forget, I looked at Gene Shepherd. I said, Brother Gene, if you leave me here, I will find my way out of this jungle, and I'll get you one day. But, boy, you talking about rough time. We walked up there. I got up there, and the man didn't speak English. They speak Swahili. But they found the man that had spoke English in 1957. And so when I got to that church, I thought, I am in trouble. And so I finally found in his Swahili Bible, John 3, 16. 
And so I said, sir, if you, I'll read it, you read it, I'll, you read it, you read it. And when I feel like God's got us connected, I'll preach it. And so I read it, he read it, I read it, he read it. And finally I felt all of a sudden that God was about to whomsoever in that sanctuary. I got to thinking how good God is in the midst of a jungle that even the, even the men we went with didn't know that pastor was carrying me that deep in the jungle. Amen. Can I tell you, God's presence was there in the middle of that service. You know, Pentecostals, if you run out of preaching material, you have a prayer line. So we had a prayer line, and we was praying for them. I ran across this one lady, and I, I put my hands on her. And, Brother Buddy, I felt the demons. Amen. Here's what I told that devil. I said, devil, I don't speak Swahili, but you understand English. And I'm going to quote you a name. I said, in the authority of Jesus Christ, you're coming out. Amen. That woman was delivered. You know what I'm telling you? God don't leave you on the backside of your trial. God don't leave you in the darkness of your valley. There's a God that's there. He said, when you go through it, amen, you can reconcile with your soul. I'm right there. I didn't leave you. For you asked for me to be there. I was there. For you got your hands together and prayed. I was there. My God, I feel the presence of the Holy God. I've come to remind us, church, we're not forsaken. We're not going under, but we're going over with God. So the psalmist says, he says in verse 7, Whither shall I go from thy presence? He said, from thy spirit. Or whither shall I free, flee from thy presence? And he answers his own question. Or he starts putting places to it. He said, if I ascend into, up to heaven, thou art there. Oh, isn't that good? Hallelujah. He said in, in this, this verse, he said, and if I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. There's not a place you can go that God's not there with you, child of God. Sometimes we feel like all the torment settled on us. We feel like everything that could come against us has come against us. But hang on, he's heard your prayer. Oh, the answer's on its way, this I know. Jesus said it, I believe it, and it's so. My heavenly Father knows the need before I pray. Amen, and the answer is on its way. Oh, the answer's on its way. This I know. Jesus said it. I believe it and it's so. My heavenly Father knows a need before I pray. So David said, if I ascend to heaven, you're there. He said, if I go to the lowest part of this earth in hell, you're there. He said, if I, no, if I take wings of a dove and I go to the backside of that sea, God, you're right there. I'm telling somebody this morning, don't you think God's not there? Amen. Let God know. Let me tell you something. Amen. Quit putting deadlines on your prayer life. Amen. Let God work in your life. Amen. When you put deadlines on your prayer, amen, you're doubting your faith. Amen. You tell that devil, I may not shout this morning. I may not run the aisles tonight. I may not feel goosebumps tomorrow night, but I'm hanging on to God, for I found the presence of a holy God. Aren't you glad? My God, I feel like shouting up on a Wednesday morning, knowing that the presence of God is in the sanctuary. Thank God. He said, he said, if I take wings of a morning, and of a little bit, that sun's going to be high crest noon. But this morning, that sun, when it rose, he said, if I take the wings of that morning, I fly away. You're right there with me. 
Some of you ought to just shout right now. Because the devil's got you feeling like God don't know what you're facing. I, he don't know my battles. Oh, my God. Hold that right there. I'm just going to shout. Woo! Glory be to God. It don't matter where I'm at. Amen. God sees me. Hallelujah. You, my wife gets on to me all the time. I'm a hyper. You don't know that. I'm very, I have to move a lot. And so, but you know what I like about God? John said, she said, Roger, you're back there talking to our church folks. And so they're talking to you and you walk away in the middle of their sentences. I said, well, I already heard what they was about to say. No, so she gets on to me. You know what I like about God? He don't come and just say, well, oh, okay, that's good. Go on to the next one. No, sir, brother, buddy. He listens to your need. We don't have time. Amen, to shake everybody's hand probably and hear every issue. You know when people say, how are you doing? They don't mean that. We all ask a customary thing. We don't really want it because I've asked that to some people and regretted later that they litmus test 30 minutes later. I found out, Brother Thornton, what their problem was. But you know what I like about God? God knows. He hears. He's willing to stay and tarry. Amen. Some of you feel like God. Don't know where you're at and what I'm going through. God don't understand it. Amen. My life seems to be in disarray. Oh, no, it's not. God's just about to fix your issues. He's about to put place in position. Hang on, child of God. Amen. I tell our church folks, when you're going through a trial, you are to come to church and shout. You know why? That means God's got confidence in you that you can handle it. That's the shouting ground. Amen. I'm glad there's a God. Amen. When I go through the depthness of a trial, amen, God's just bragging that he's got enough confidence. I'll bear the name through the trial of, of my life. Amen. I'll try not to be long, but I do feel to preach even. There shall thy hand lead me. This is the key answer to this whole chapter. Even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. I know most of you preachers preach about the left hand of God. We love the right hand of God. Did you ever look at just all the left-handed things God done? My God, have mercy. So don't you think I'm left-handed. I'm a, they call that a southpaw, right? I'm left-handed. God knows what I put in the side of my life. He knows what I need. Dear God, I gotta hurry. He says in verse 12, look at this verse. I'll read verse 11. He said, he said, if, if, I, if I say, surely the darkness shall cover me. Surely it shall cover me. David didn't say it might. He said, it, it's going to cover me. Even the night shall be a light about me. Yay, yay, yay. Whoo, I like this. Yay, the darkness hideth not from thee. Whoo, hallelujah. Isn't that good? Oh my God, have mercy! I I I, I know it's I know it's not night. Amen. Hold that up, brother Shane. Amen. That God just has him covered. He thinks God can't see him when he comes to that altar. Oh no, God's right there with him. Amen. Oh, God's bigger than the darkness. He's a light into our life and a lamp into our path. I understand. Amen. What he's telling us when you feel like you're forsaken and nobody understands you, there's a God that walks right with you. Amen. Oh, isn't God good? Amen. Oh, I realize. Amen. You can turn your minds to Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 said he constrained the disciples getting ship go to the other side about verse 24 when they was in the middle of it all the storm become contrary but it got raging and the storm was so bad he come walking on the water Woo! isn't God good he walks on what you're troubled by man 
So he walks to them, and they thought it was a ghost, thought it was a spirit. But Peter remembered, there has to be something about that voice. He said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come. In verse 29, he gave one verse. But in verse 27, this is my message. He said this right here. He said, be not afraid. It is I. Aren't you glad God never toys with your emotions? Aren't you glad God don't play with your feelings? God shows up. Amen. When it looks like the storm's about to pull you down. God is an immediate God. I'm glad God's an old-time God. I'm glad God knows when to show up. Amen. I'm glad God knows by his authority when to bring deliverance. Amen. I highlighted this again. This morning I said, we cannot escape God's presence. Oh, but we don't always feel his presence. Boy, I'd like to tell you every time I go to church, I just feel, let me tell you something. There's times I have to get right here. Oh, man. And I pray God show up right here. Amen. The other Sunday, it's been three Sundays back. I didn't have a, I didn't have a message studied all night. Called all my buddies. And I know they probably prayed about a half a minute. Give them a message, but God help me. But they probably didn't pray much. I text Sister Linda quite often as a pray for your pastor. I was as empty as a bucket. I got up there and I said, now, God, we got a little rack. We hold our little, our little song books on. I said, now, God, you know where that rack's at. And you know where my little chair's at. I'm asking you between this, my chair and that rack, you give me what I need to preach. Now, that's a bad feeling. You're not a preacher you don't know. I mean, I mean, you, you're, you're, you went from butterflies to pure jets and steamboats. And, and, I mean, it's all coming. I mean, you're about to die. You think, what am I going to do? But then you get in that pulpit. And God starts developing words in your mouth uh, and verses you never uh, have not read in a while puts in your memory. And you start reading it and you realize uh, God's a God that understands all things. Uh, well, it's just like you. Uh, amen. Some of you are God would have not gave me this message. Uh, there's somebody facing a storm or a trial or affliction. Uh, it looks like God's forgot you. Uh, oh, no, child of God. He ain't forgot you. Your name's still written uh, in the Lamb's Book of Life. Uh, your name's written in the palm uh, of his hand, even the walls of your life, amen, or he looks around and you're protected, amen, every day I get up, it's that the angels encamp around those, amen, that trust in him, I've got God, devil, can I tell you, I mean, I'd shout this morning, I mean, I'd run the aisle, but I've got the presence of God running up and down the avenues of my soul, amen, God don't always immediately climb that storm, but he'll calm you in that storm. Isn't that good? Dear God. Whew. I, was, I was going on a missionary trip to Africa. And that plane, they let KLM, had decided to let a new pilot land in that airport. And Kilimanjaro, they have a high mountain. And uh, the young pilot overshot the runway. And I'll never forget, they started screaming, aboard, 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 just screaming. All those folks that was drinking their little drinks and all those folks who was laughing, I was sitting by Brother Gene Shepherd. I said, boy, isn't it amazing when something happens bad, how things solve up. People's crying, calling to God. Oh, God, don't let me die. 
I told Brother Gene Shepherd, dear God, I don't know how my wife's going to get my body from Africa, but I'm not too scared of this. I'm about to go to heaven. Child of God, you tell that devil, you may have me right now, you think, but you don't know the God I serve. I didn't feel him jerk my arm this morning. I didn't feel him pull me to my feet this morning. But I tell you what I do know, I walk by faith, not by my emotions. I walk by faith, not by my feelings. I walk by what I know. God's an everlasting God. He's an eternal God. He's an ever-presence God. I'm glad God's with you. Amen. You tell that devil, I may be in a trial, but God's right here with me. I may be in a valley, but God's right here with me. He's not going to leave me now. Amen. You talk about that storm. Oh, you'll never, let me tell you something, you might, I don't. You'll never get enjoy the storms. Gee, I can't wait for another battle. <laughs> Hope the devil attacks me today. That ain't what I pray. But if he does, I know God's with me. Amen. You know, they got these folks they call storm chasers. What a nut. I mean, they're chasing storms. You know, you go on YouTube. I don't tell you, but you go on YouTube and watch them. And I say, it's running out. It's running out. It's getting closer. Look at all the debris still here around. They just stay right in it. <laughs> I thought you idiot. I don't need you. Are these folks that stand out in it telling you the weather? Oh, it's, it's raining hard. Look at the wind blowing. I don't need you to tell me how bad my storm is. I'm in it. But I can tell you how good God is in my storm. I may not feel the gales of the wind storm coming yet. I may not feel like it's laying down. It may not feel like a Friday night message. But I tell you what I do know. It's God in the middle of my dark hour. Amen. I'm about to shout. God's present to make a mummy shout. I'm glad there's a God that's able to get into our feet. Amen. Child of God, you ought to feel the presence of God. I know it's a morning time, but we ought to tell that devil, I'm about to shout, devil. Amen. No matter what you brought me through, I'm going to come through it because God is my God. Amen. Oh, Psalm 6. I'm going to try to preach short. I don't know how long I've preached. My wife says she's going to tie me and forgets to tie me every time. But if I preach too long, I'll ask my wife to testify and I'll quit. But Psalm 16. I just read one verse. I like to read a lot of these verses, but I'm going to read one verse. He says, Thou will show me the, thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. In thy presence is the fullness of joy. At the right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. But let me preach this verse honest from my heart. Since I've got to be honest, this is a sacred place, and I believe you ought to rever it, even out of the pulpit. But I believe this is it. So I said, it's not every minute, amen, that I spend with him, and I feel just gleeful and like it's all just fun. Amen. There's times that I've wept bitterly begging him to come into my need. There's been times that I've screamed in frustration, God, where are you? I'm about to die. Amen. Oh, there's been times. Amen. The thought of my heart, even the, we got a, uh, Joan got up and had to respond a little after four this morning. I was studying and she, she started responding to a text. A good friend of hers for over 50 years, mother passed away. And she just needed somebody to talk to after the passing of her mother. 
That's good. I've had my heart break many times. Sister Carmen, my God, I know here lately. Thank God God's had y'all busy for him. Amen. But oh, how much. Just at, you just at conference just a few days. Shaking Sister Jody's hand. And now she's in the presence of God. Your heart could break. Amen. So it's not always that we feel the pleasures in the presence of God. But can I define my, my, my life with God? Amen. This is how I put it in highlighted letters. I said, but if I, amen, had to define my relationship with him in one statement, it would be his absolute joy to my life. Woo! I'm about to shout. I may not feel all the time. Amen. All oh, the presence is there. It may not be gleefully and fun. Amen. But my God, can I tell you, I found the joy of God in the darkest hour. I found the joy of God in the great tribulations. My God, child of God, he's enough to let us know he's with us. Brother Gerald, he don't leave us. Oh, my. I'm closing. Come on, Brother Bobby, y'all come get ready to sing. Commit yourself to God. This is life. This is life. I know I've been to Psalms, but, and I'm not going to quote it perfect. But he said, this is the inspiration of God. This is God's breath. Amen. Dave Thompson wrote a book, good book. I had a little kid that wrote a good book. I had a daughter's own problem, not in bite. <laughs> now he was going how to raise daughters. You know how much, what edition he's on now? He's on the sixth edition of it. Had to be re-edited. Not this book. Thank God. It fits in college. It fits a young single life. Amen, isn't that good? It fits as a life that's been married a while. It goes for a young man's life. Woo! And I'm not giving, I'll give it to Brother Brewer, not Sister Linda. It fits our elders' life. Isn't that a good thing? Amen. God's good. So can I tell you, when you don't feel a shout and the message don't rub you just right to make you come to your feet, you get a hold of this book and you realize in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And in the closing of the book, he said, he that first come, come. He said, he's always there. Aren't you glad? My God, I feel the presence of God in this sanctuary. Child of God, stand to your feet. Lift your hand and tell that devil, I know I've got the presence of God in my life. Amen. Amen. Let's lift our hands. We're giving an altar call in a moment. Oh, thank you for your presence. Oh, thank you for your presence. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. If there's one here that says, I just don't, I, I just can't keep on going. This is what an altar's for. At an altar, something has to die. That's what an altar is. It's death. Amen. Bring that issue. Bring that trial. And tell the Lord, I'm laying at your altar. And you resurrect me from my need. But I'm crucifying that that's troubled me at this altar. Amen. I could, I was going to turn to 1 John chapter 4, reading in first. Four verses where John the writer wrote, he said, look, he said, there'll be false prophets in these last days. They'll come out and tell you, you need a different version of the Bible. It's too hard to understand this one. You need a new scheme of, of ministry. 
The songs you used to sing, don't sing. You've got to leave his name out now. You've got to change your church signs. You can't mention God or mention Pentecostal holiness. You can't live the symbol of uh, Pentecost. That's a lie of hell. But then he said, and let me just, I'll just read the last, the verse four, and then we're going to pray. But he said, listen, ye are God, ye, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Oh, aren't you glad you're standing? Amen. Oh, my brother Shannon, all the false prophets and preachers we've had, you and I can make a list of ministers that fail to false fallacies of hell. Amen. A child of God, you're standing. You've overcome it. And he said, then because greater is he that's in you than he that's in that world. My God, that shouting ground. Amen. Oh, it may not be big in the natural, but I'm big in God. Because greater is he that's in me that he that's in that world child of God you can make it let's gather in the altar this morning and pray whatever may be the issues or, oh God help us this morning hallelujah I sense an awesome of God's hope Hey. Okay. 